you are divine. Hello there, my beautiful pumpkins. Welcome back to Divine Authenticity. Happy Monday. Oh, I hope you all are having just the best start to your week. I know that last week, for many of you, depending on where you live, uh, it might have been Thanksgiving. I don't personally celebrate, so it was just another random Thursday for me. But uh, many of you might be coming out of just a little bit of holiday celebration with family or friends. And uh, if not, then uh, maybe it was just happy random Thursday for you too <laughs> last week. But um, I'm so excited to be here today, y'all. I first want to say I apologize if the audio is echoey at all. I am using my really good microphone, but my office, as you know, I moved and my office does not currently have anything up on the walls right now. So uh, it might be a little echoey, but I assume within the next coming weeks that will very much be changing. So today's episode, I'm so excited to be talking to you because I'm going to give you the full story, the full scoop on how I manifested my literal dream home. And like, let me, let me just paint the picture. Okay. Let me just, that's where we're going to start today. I do have notes today, so hopefully we won't get too off track. <laughs> I know with my ADHD, sometimes we go down and we have a little side story, but I did actually put notes to paper because, or to my iPad, because I really wanted to keep this focused and concentrated on how I did this because I, I believe that anybody can do what I've just done. I don't think that I'm special. I don't think that I'm different from you. I think that everybody has the ability to have this if it is your true desire. So let me just paint the picture of my current setting for you. Okay. If you're on my Patreon, I did just put out an empty house tour uh, that will only be on Patreon. It's not going to YouTube. It's going to stay on Patreon. Uh, that's where I've started putting more of my like personal stuff, like vlogs, things like that are going to go to just Patreon as well in the future. So if that's content that you are wanting, be sure to check that out. The link is always down below, but in any case, let me just paint this setting for you. Okay. So I'm sitting in my office. My, it is just my office. It is not a guest bedroom and an office. It is just my office. And this room faces a Harbor and there are some, like I have some neighbors, but nobody is directly on top of me. Like I'm not in spitting distance of anyone, which I feel like is rare in today's world. Um, especially when I am like literally less than 50 yards from the water. Like I am that close from where I live that I have this beautiful view of the bay and I'm looking at it right now. Like I, my office faces the sunrise as well. The sun rises up over the, I want to say it's a Harbor. Um, the sunrise comes up over the Harbor and like I said, I do have neighbors, but I'm on such like a good size plot of land that nobody, like, I actually think I, I took a walk around the cute little neighborhood that's right here today. And I think this house might be one of like the biggest plots of land on the street, which I feel like is just so lucky and so abundant, but because of that, we have space between us and like the next house. And I don't have any neighbors like immediately on top of me, which I love. Uh, also my house has like a little Creek in the backyard. So I have like the bay in the front and then there's like a cute little Creek in the back. <laughs> I feel like I'm just like living in a magic fairy land and I can't get over it. I also saw a hummingbird today. I was really excited about that. Um, I heard it before I saw it because you know how hummingbirds have that distinct sound. They're very fast. Uh, but I was really, really excited when I saw that because I do have a hummingbird feeder that I will be putting out, uh, probably in the spring though. I can't imagine it would last too much longer here right now. It's getting so cold, but <clears throat> in any case, my office faces the bay, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> You will have to excuse me if I have to clear my throat a lot today. I don't feel super sick, but my husband actually is quite sick. Um, it's not COVID, thankfully. 
but he does have like a pretty horrendous cold. So he's been a little under the weather and I feel like whenever he gets sick, I get like sick light. Like I get like some of the symptoms, not all of them though. Um, except for COVID when we both got COVID, I got it worse than he did. But typically that is, it happens in the reverse. Like he'll get sick and I'll get like a little sick. So, um, I feel okay though. Like I feel great, but uh, I noticed that I have had to clear my throat a little bit today and I've had like some light sneezing, light coughing, but I'm doing pretty good. So I'm staring out at the water. It's fucking golden hour right now, which technically I think the sun is getting covered by clouds. So it's not as golden as it was like even 15 minutes ago, but absolutely beautiful. I have fruit bearing trees on my property. So I, there, some, there are some apples technically still, but for the most part, everything's kind of fallen off because it's getting so cold and dark here for the winter. Uh, the winter that is incoming, but I also face the deck. Like I have a big, beautiful deck out on, like I have a beautiful front porch that's quite large and also faces the water. I have no idea what the fuck I'm going to do with that space. Like no fucking clue. Um, I don't want to think about that probably until spring of next year. I'll start mapping out how I'm going to do it. I know I'm doing an herb garden for sure, for sure, but I don't know what else. Like I have so much space to put other things out there. I haven't decided what I want to do yet. Um, and then like the office space itself. So the house that I'm in, it's technically a four bedroom, one and a half bath. And this room it's, if again, if you saw it on Patreon, you already know, but I'm basically living in like a seaside log cabin. <laughs> Some of the walls are like plain white walls, but a lot of them are actual Oak. I want to say they're Oak wood. Don't quote me on that though, but I want to say that they are Oak. I wonder if I just, got that intuitively. I'm not sure. It might not be oak, but there's some kind of wood throughout the entire house. And it's like very log cabiny. Um, but a lot of the house has been updated, new wood floorings, new appliances. Um, also the room that I'm in, you'll see it eventually if I ever like share my face again, which I'm sure that I will. Uh, there's also a brick wall in my office too. I have logs, some white walls, and then like a partial brick wall because the fireplace in the living room is on the other side of this. But I have my tarot desk out in front of the window. So it faces the bay. And then behind me, I have my gaming PC in here. So just like, oh, and there's so much space. Like I could zip out on my rolling chair into the middle of the room and like make a full circle and there would still be more room. This room's huge. I feel like every room in this house is quite large. And I got to tell you, I don't know that I would ever want to live in a home bigger than this. Like, unless I had kids, I could see that, but I don't think I'm ever having kids. So I feel like unless I had children, I don't see myself ever living bigger than this. I think this is like the perfect size for me. Um, even with the half bath, I feel like because I'm the one that cleans it, I don't want to clean another shower when me and my husband don't need more than one shower, you know? So beautiful energy. But I just wanted to say like, this is now my life. Every time I sit down to record the podcast, I get to like stare out at the water and drink my beverage of choice and just like get to just, I feel so lucky and so blessed. But I also want to say before we get into the story, a couple of things. Number one, I'm just so in awe of where I get to live. Like I, I've been here almost a week now and I just, every day I wake up, I watch the sunrise over the Harbor. I make my morning coffee or my morning matcha, whatever I'm feeling that day. And remember, I don't know if I told y'all on here, but I know for a fact it was in one of my YouTube videos. I had said that it was my dream to sit out on my porch and drink my coffee or my tea and just basically have people leave me the fuck alone. And I've done it. I have achieved the dream. Like, I can't believe I said that maybe three to four weeks ago, and now I'm living it. That was like how quick that turnaround happened. And every day I am like lost in gratitude for the space that I'm in. I'm a Cancer Venus. So the home that I live in is really, 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 really important to me. It's something that I value more than like 
more than most things, I would say my home is of great value to me. Um, but I'm just so living in this state of like awe every single day. And I hope I, I hope it never goes away. And the other thing I wanted to say before we get into the actual story is please don't think that you have to be perfect in order to receive what it is that you're asking for. Because I got to tell you, getting into this house, I had a credit score under 500. I know. Oh my God. Unheard of. Um, I, not only that, I have three cats, which like three cats, most landlords will not allow that. Most people want two or less. Um, and I told, you know, my landlord knew right off the bat that we had three and was really open to that. Um, my credit score was low and I mean, barely under 500, but still that's relatively low. Um, credit score was low and I also was averaging, um, for a few months in the summer, I was not averaging quite enough money to live here. And also I got to tell you for this property, I don't, but I could easily see paying three times the amount what I pay for it. And just don't think that you have to have the perfect credit score. You have to make yourself appealing to everyone. Don't think that you have to make like $20,000 a month to live where you want to live because where there is a will, where there is inspiration, there is a fucking way. And I feel like a lot of us, myself included, think that we have to be a certain kind of person or have certain things before we can achieve what it is that we really, really, really want. And I have to tell you, it's just frankly not true. And I have proven this to myself multiple, multiple, multiple times over. And this to me is just another testament of that, of you don't have to be the most perfect top tier 10 version of yourself to receive what you want. Of course, it helps to have some goals, some ideals, make some changes. And I'm going to talk to you about those things, but know that if it's meant for you, you will have it. And the universe really does work in mysterious ways. And I know it can be hard to believe in yourself. I've been there, but if you take anything away from what I, I tell you today, I, I cannot impress to you enough that your existence is already a miracle. You already are enough exactly as you are right now. And even if you needed to make some kind of change to receive what it is that you are wanting to receive, I promise you it's not more than a 1% change. It's not a, you have to change every little thing about your life tomorrow in order to be this person that you want to be, to have what you want to have. You can make micro changes and it will happen. And that is the story I want to tell you today. So our story with this house actually starts a little bit before, I think when I originally made an episode a few weeks ago about this situation, I left some details out because I didn't think about them. And there's actually a little more to the story. So we're actually going to go back to about mid August. So in mid August, I looked at my life and I was really fucking unhappy. And I know that from my podcast and probably from my YouTube videos, you wouldn't know that, but I was really deeply unsatisfied and I will never forget. I was doing an Ikigai, which is like where you look at every area of your life and you ask yourself how you feel about it. And it, it's more than just like filling in ideas. You can also like rate the different sectors of your life and how you think you could make improvements. And if you're not ready to be brutally honest with yourself, this can be a really painful process. So I don't recommend it to everyone, but I did this and I just kind of sat and cried. <laughs> I was like, man, my life sucks right now. Like, I don't like where I live. I don't like the state of my relationships. I don't like how I'm not tending to myself. I don't like how I'm really anxious. I'm really depressed. I am not satisfied with life at all. I don't love the way that I am doing anything. There was no area of my life that I felt like I was really excelling in. And what came next was 
how can I change this? You know, of course I sat and I cried about it for a while. And then I asked myself, how can I change this? And the first thing that I said was, well, where are the people that have done this? Where are the people that have already done this, that are sharing everything that they've done? Because even though I don't want to be them, I want to be Chloe Taylor. I want to be the unique version of myself. Now that is one thing that I do think comes with time and like learning more about yourself. And that's not really the full story I want to tell today, but I do want to say that I know many of you out there think that you want to replicate other people because you think that they're better than you. And I'm not really sure how it happened for me. And maybe there's something to explore there and come back and do an episode for you at another time. But I can honestly tell you that I love the person that I am. I love who I am. I love my uniqueness. I don't want to be like someone else. And even though I might want to do things like someone else, I want to do it how I want to do it. It's not, you know, even when I sit down and I read tarot cards, I don't want to read like, um, Kino Tarot, who is a dear friend, or Aso Tarot, who is a dear friend, or Charmed Intuition, or Stargirl the Practical Witch, or, you know, I don't want to read like those people. I want to read like myself. Now, I might love some of the ways that they articulate things or do things, and I get a lot of value out of their content, but I don't want to be them. I want to be Chloe Taylor. I want to be myself. I love the person I am. I love what I bring to the table. I love my uniqueness. I love my aesthetic. I love what I create. And I don't think I was always that way. I don't think I was always this person. I think there was a lot of years that I spent trying to replicate other people, not even in the tarot sphere, but in like the gaming sphere in particular, I really tried to replicate what other people were doing to get to success. And I really feel like probably being in the gaming sphere taught me that that doesn't work. (laughs) You really have to be willing to go out on a limb and do things the way that you would do them. What makes you happy? What sparks your inspiration? What sparks your attention to beauty and detail? And how would you read tarot cards? How would you create the videos? How would you make the podcast? Right? So I do feel that that's just like an important note to put in here is that even though I was looking for mentors, I was not looking to replicate someone else entirely. I wanted to be Chloe Taylor, but I wanted to know how these other people were doing what they were doing. And one of the first people that I started looking towards was a mentor that I loved previously that I'd kind of fallen out of her content for a while, but I started listening to the Mimi podcast again. And I've talked about Mimi on my podcast multiple times. She did the Mimi method. She has the superhuman app now, which is a huge catalyst for my growth as a person. And I recommend it constantly to y'all because it was something that really changed me. But Um, and this is not like something that is sponsored by superhuman. I just talk about it because I really believe in what is being made over there. But that was one of the first changes I made as I started listening to the superhuman app, which it's like, it is technically guided meditations, but they're not meditations like how you would see there are seated meditations, but there's cooking meditations. There's pep talk meditations. There's walking out on your hot girl walk meditations. There's, they're very like active meditations. And I'm someone that has a really hard time sitting and being in meditation. I think that's on being a Gemini moon, to be honest with you. I think that my brain works really fast and If I'm not careful, that can lead me into a really anxious way of behaving. And so meditation doesn't always, excuse me, meditation like seated doesn't always work for me. And that's something I loved about superhuman is I could go on a walk and listen to these and change my state. And I also love her work because she is very similar to me to Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, who is somebody else that I really enjoy, um, where Their meditations are about reaching a new state, deciding that you can be different and deciding who you want to be and putting that forward. Like basically defining yourself by a vision that you have for the future and not by a version of you that is from the past. 
and I just got the chills when I said this because I know it's true. Like this is exactly what I did. So I started following along with like listening to those. I started listening to more Dr. Joe Dispenza speeches. I started like, I even went through all of my social media accounts, all of my YouTube subscriptions. I think I started a new YouTube page, like not for posting content, but just for like subscribing to channels. And I started only following pages that were like podcasts that inspired me. So like Gabrielle Bernstein, Dr. Joe Dispenza, um, Mimi, Mimi B. Um, I can't think of any, Oh, Lee or Alexandra, somebody who's always been an inspiration to me. Um, you know, all of these people that put out this content that is just very inspiring. And I literally shut out the noise. Like I, I called this my selfish era in like mid August, Chloe Taylor got into her selfish era and I started turning my phone off around like 8 PM every night. And sometimes I wouldn't turn it back on until like two or three in the afternoon the next day. Like I was not letting anybody infiltrate my energetic bubble. And I know for some of y'all, that's just like not realistic because you have kids or day jobs or other things that, um, need your attention. So you can't just like go dark for almost an entire day constantly. But I will say, I do think where there is a will, there is a way And you can create pockets of that time for yourself because I don't think you even need to go as hard as I did. I think that I was on some extreme shit and you could just give like a couple of hours to yourself out of the day and that would be enough. But I was so fed up with the way that I was living that this to me, I was like, no, I am in my selfish era. I don't give a fuck who text messages me. If something really bad happens, I know they're going to reach out to my husband. They're not just going to try to reach me. So it's whatever. Like, I don't care. Everybody, the world can wait. You know, what did we do before we had fucking cell phones? We didn't talk to each other the way that we do now. And maybe we could all stand to go back to that a little bit. Um, But I really got into this like I call it my selfish era and I don't have an ounce of regret or guilt around that. I think that everybody deserves to have that kind of time in their life if they want it. And I just stopped making time for people in my life that were drainers taking my energy from me. And I think one of the first things that was really, really, really noticeable, and this does tie into the house. So like, just bear with me. I know it's a lengthy story, but There was one person in my immediate circle at the time that whenever something awesome was happening for me, I noticed that they were not fucking clapping. And at first it was like a low hum. And I was like, huh, that's kind of weird. That's weird. And don't get me wrong. Like, I don't think that everybody has to be falling over themselves for you. But I do think that when you have a good circle of supportive people around you, when you accomplish something that is big for you or you make changes to your life or whatever it is, your immediate circle should want to celebrate you. They should clap for you. And it should be a huge symbol to you when you notice that somebody's not doing that. And I will not like, this is something that I have a very firm boundary on. And in August, towards the end of August, um, I actually made a very, very, very hard decision. And I don't have an ounce of animosity towards this person. If they're listening to my content, which they very well might be, you know, I think that I don't think that they were a toxic person. And I will say this a thousand times again. I don't think that people even are toxic people. I think that with our set of traumas, with what we have been through individually, there are people that will trigger that trauma And for me, I recognize that this person was a huge trigger for me for multiple reasons that I'm not going to get into because it's just something that I don't, I think I've talked about it in other episodes, but I'm not going to sit here and dive into it right now because I don't have animosity towards this person. Like we did have a beautiful friendship at certain points and I genuinely from my entire heart wish nothing but the best for this person. Like, I think that they deserve good things in their life. I don't think they're a bad person and I would never put that on them. Um, for me, however, it was a toxic environment. And once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it. And 
I think I cried for like a week and a half over this relationship when, cause I was the one that made the decision to leave. I actually made like a clean break with this person and I was very honest about what I needed. It was probably the first time in my adult life that I was honest with somebody about like, Hey, this, like, I need to work on me right now. I'm recognizing where there's a pattern in this relationship that is actually hurtful for me. And at this point in time, I do not think we can continue being friends. And I honestly think this was a huge step in creating room for the life that I live currently to materialize because And that's why I wanted to include it in this, even though it's like a short little snippet, I don't like think it was everything, but I do think that when you're trying to create your dream life, which I need y'all to understand that this house was my pie in the sky. This was something that I didn't think I would achieve until I was 65 or older. This was something that I, I could have never seen this coming as quickly as it did. And so with doing this, I think it's really important to note that you have to make room for your desires to come. You can't just expect that they're going to show up when you have been doing the same thing every single day. You have to make a change if you want to see change. And don't get me wrong, life will change regardless of what you decide to do. But I do think that when you take the time to actually make those dedicated changes, you will bring about change a lot faster and a lot swifter and a lot smoother. And for me, this to me was that tipping point. Not only did I start spending a lot more time by myself, I also cut back and it wasn't just this friendship. It wasn't just this one friendship that I cut off. It was the one that was the most detrimental to me in my opinion, but there were other friendships that I started putting space between. I started spending less time with them. I started scheduling out my time a little bit more and not spending every waking moment with people that were draining my energy all the time. And that was really hard for me. I am a very, very, very social creature. I'm a Gemini moon. I love to fucking talk. And an Aries Mercury. Oh my God. Diabolical, honestly. Um, <laughs> I really love to socialize. Like, I think the only reason I even like to game is because I like to socialize and game. Um, I'm a very, very, very social creature. But that was important for this stage of my life to almost go into like a cocoon like state and kind of regrow the person I wanted to be. So the next thing that I feel like I really, really, really changed was I, I started to really changed my identity as a person. And I think this really came from the help of the superhuman app and like Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, as I was talking about, I feel like I really started to change my identity as a person. And it wasn't just like, Oh, I feel like the best way to say it (laughs) is, and I know I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but the best way for me to say it is to just remind y'all about James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. Um, I don't think the book is necessarily worth the read personally. Sorry about it, James Clear. Um, but the one thing that I took from this book that really has impacted my life, and I think it has the ability to make strong waves in your life too, is he talks about these two people that try to quit smoking. I'm sure you've heard me say this before, if you've listened to the podcast, but we're just going to repeat it in case there's anybody new here. That's never heard it. But He talks about these two people that want to quit smoking where person a let's call him Benjamin person B let's call her Jennifer. They both are trying to quit. Uh, Benjamin will fail and Jennifer will succeed. And it's not because they have one has a cooler name than the other. It's because Benjamin, when offered a cigarette, even though he hasn't smoked in two weeks, he says, actually, I'm trying not to smoke, but thank you. And when Jennifer is offered a cigarette, even though she quit yesterday, She says, actually, I don't smoke. It's she assumes the identity of the person. And so this is something I also started to do when I, when I realized that I wasn't happy with my life in the middle of August this year, I asked myself who I wanted to be and what kind of habits I would need to change to be that person. And again, I don't think this has to be astronomical change. You can make a 1% change and that would be enough, but I kind of went a little pedal to the metal. (laughs) So 
the biggest thing that I wanted to overcome besides not giving all my time away to energy drainers was I really wanted to become a morning person. I was a morning person as a child. I would get up at like 5 a.m. every day as a kid, and it was not a problem for me. But somewhere in my later teen years, I fell out of this and I became somebody that would sleep until noon or 2 p.m. sometimes. And don't get me wrong, if that's you, I have no issue with that. I think that we give morning people way too much power in today's society, but I also recognize that I love the sun. I am a sun bitch. I am not a moon bitch. I feel like you are either one or you are the other. There are people that really thrive by moonlight, get more done at night. They're way more activated. That's not me. I slow down as the day progresses. I am a sun bitch. I have so much energy first thing in the morning. Like I run circles around my husband in the morning. He is like a slow little angry bird in the morning. And I'm like, hi, what are we? I'm like a little golden retriever in the morning. Hi, what are we doing? Do you want another cup of coffee? Do you want breakfast? Do you want to go here? Do you want to do this? Like I am such a massive ball of energy in the morning that I really am a sun bitch. I prefer to rise with the sun. And I've known this about myself, but just was unable to commit for so many years. I would tell myself all the reasons why I couldn't do it. And what I started to do was instead of listening to those voices in my head, I would tell myself all the reasons that I could. And I started to create routines that honored this. So I started cleaning up my home in the evening, kind of having like a nighttime cleanup routine. And then I would go and do my skincare and then I would get into bed and I would usually watch TV. I would take a one milligram of melatonin, which is one of like the lower dose ones that you can get. Uh, I actually take kids melatonin. Um, it's by the brand natural or natural. I think it's natural. Um, but they're like these little vegan gummies that, they're one milligram and they are made for kids, but I like them because I don't like waking up groggy the next day. And I feel like the lower dose ones don't do that to me. So I started taking melatonin. I started putting on like a cartoon or something relaxing while I would go to sleep. I'm definitely a, I need the TV noise to sleep kind of person. Um, but I need like a timer for it. Like I need a sleep timer for it to stop playing after an hour and a half or so, because if it interrupts my sleep, then I'll wake up. <laughs> so I just started creating routines and I started telling myself, just like the James Clear book said, I am a morning person. And I even had one of like, I started checking in every day on my Instagram, which if y'all follow me on Instagram, you already know, um, every day on Instagram still to this day, currently I check in every morning and I post before 7am just saying good morning to y'all in my stories. And I do this as a point of accountability to help me get up in the morning that y'all know I'm awake if you're seeing that. And it actually really does help me to get up in the morning if I'm struggling. <laughs> but I started that as a point of accountability. And I just like, I even had one of my siblings that knew I was a later riser. She like DM'd me on Instagram. Oh my gosh, what are you doing awake so early? Question mark. And all I said back to her was, I'm a morning person. Like I just stopped following the identity, even when I was challenged, like I, and like this person even said, and I don't think she'd mind me sharing this. My sister even said to me, she was like, since when yesterday, like she kind of made like a joke because she knew. And I said, no, like I just am, I'm a morning person. Like I love the sun. I wasn't willing to bend on my identity when faced with the reverse. Like even when I had somebody question what I was doing, I was like, nah, this is who I am. And I really do feel like that led me into creating more change in my life. I just stopped believing the stories that I had previously created for myself. And again, I assumed that identity. I assumed the identity of a morning person. If I was a morning person, how would I behave? What would I do in the evening? What would I do in the morning? How would I make that a reality for myself? And then I just did the damn thing. Like, I, again, I, I don't think that it's about having motivation. It's literally about assuming the identity because when you are that person, you don't need motivation. You don't need it because it's already who you are. And don't get me wrong. There might be, um, stories in your head that crop up and tell you like, who do you think you are? That's not who you are. Blah, blah, blah. 
you have to start replacing those thoughts. It's not easy. It takes effort. But every time that thought crosses your mind of the previous identity of yourself, you have to be the person that reminds yourself why that identity is false and why this new identity is real. And I promise you, you can do it because I'm living, breathing proof. Yes, you can. Um, so the next thing I want to talk about is how surrender and trust are huge for these kinds of things. So for manifesting this house, I know I talked about it quite a bit on Patreon. I've also talked about it in the episode that I eventually took down, uh, that now is this episode, but, um, basically what happened with my housing situation. I'm going to keep this pretty brief because to me, now that I see how the story has completely unfolded, I see why everything had to happen the way it did. And I'm not as activated about it anymore, but basically I sat down with the landlord of my previous, or my husband technically did of my previous location. And they let us know that our rent was going to be going up by a total of like $700 in something like, I want to say our contract went month to month in, I don't even know what month, but like we went month to month after a year of living out here. And during the month to month, you are subject to whatever they decide that rent is going to be that month. You don't have like a locked in price anymore. And we basically got told that over the span of two months, our rent was going up by like $700. And frankly, that apartment was not worth that much money, not even close. It wasn't even worth half what we were paying for it, in my opinion. Um, not worth that much. And number two, that's just ludicrous to expect people to come up with that much money in that amount of time. Like my car payment is less than that. And I have to come up with that for more rent. Like I just madness, absolute madness. And I don't blame like the rental property people or like the management there because they didn't own the place. It's like whoever owns, like whoever's at the top that it comes down to. But ultimately during this time, if this had happened like four years ago, I would have cried myself to sleep every night. I would have been so stressed out, but ultimately my husband was like, Oh, like we can stay. Like, we'll just have to really like struggle to make it work and it will be okay. But like, we can afford this here. And you know, we were like, he was doing all these numbers and stuff of how we were going to make it work. And I said, I looked at him and I said, no, absolutely not we will find somewhere else to go. Like we're month to month. We're not stuck here. We can just leave. And so that's ultimately what we did. We found somewhere else to go. And again, four years ago, had this happened, I would have been a mess. I would have been crying every night. I would have been so stressed out about not knowing where I was going to land, but I don't, I couldn't tell you exactly how I knew but I knew that this was going to be okay. And I don't know if I just have like a really strong spiritual team behind me. That might be part of it. I knew that this was going to be okay. Even before we sat down and talked to this office, things were kind of already not great. I knew that everything was going to be okay. And I just knew, I knew that I was divinely protected. I knew that things would work out. And probably because I'd been doing all of this work in my life since like mid August, I had a lot more faith that things would be okay. I was very in the mode of surrendering and trusting that everything would work out how it was supposed to. And I know that for many of you listening to this, that's probably the hardest part for you is the surrendering because the human mind is silly. We think that we have control and we don't. Like, don't get me wrong. I do think that we can always safeguard against certain things. We can try to make changes to outcomes, but ultimately we are not in control of anything and things can always change at a moment's notice. And it's better to just let yourself be present in what you're, what you have, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing to be present in that. Like even right now, being in this house that I'm in, that I'm so in love with, I love this house, like genuine love for this home. I am doing everything in my power just to remain present because 
for all I know, this harbor could flood and I could lose this house. It's not permanent, right? It's not, nothing is permanent. Even if I own the home, that doesn't make it permanent. But right now, I'm soaking up every moment. I'm getting up in the morning and I'm watching the sunrise. I'm going for walks around the neighborhood. I'm really embracing this moment because that's all we actually have. We don't have control of what has already happened. We don't have control of where we're going. And even in the realm of law of attraction and manifestation and manifesting your desires, you are not ultimately in control of that. Yes, you can put it into the universe, what it is that you desire. You can ask for things, but you're not ultimately going to be the one pulling all of the strings. It is a co-creation and you have to be that co-creator, not the creator. Does that make sense? Um, but there is a level of surrender and trust that has to come with this. And I was really in that state. I knew, I knew that everything would be okay. I didn't know how, I didn't know what was going to happen. I was a little scared, but I knew, I knew that everything would work out. I had no idea it was going to work out this well, but I knew it would work out. And here's another funny thing that I left out of the original story that I completely forgot about. I want to say it was around August that my husband and I, we had a conversation that we knew something was coming. Both of us. I'm getting the chills as I'm talking about it. He and I are both like very spiritual people, but we both knew that something was changing. We couldn't put our finger on what it was, but we knew. And we even commented on it. We both said like something big is coming. And like we felt it at the same time. We knew that it was coming, but we didn't know what it was. And basically both of us were like, huh, we should really enjoy where we currently are because we know that something's about to change. And this was the change for sure. Like I, I know that this was it. It was this house literally calling out to us. And, ooh, sorry, I just got the chills again. It was just such a whack, like whack experience. Um, so getting into this house, I want to talk about that because just the way that it happened was just too crazy. <laughs> Not only did we know something was coming, but there were so many divine things that had to happen for this house to unfold the way it did. Number one, this house sat on the market. Like this was not a property that everybody was racing to snatch up. And I know for some people that might kind of allure you like away from it, like, Oh, what's wrong with it? But I'm going to tell you right now, even looking at the pictures online, they did no justice of this place. Like if I ever have to find a renter to get in here after me, I'm going to ask that property management if I can take the photos because I'm also trained in photography, self-taught, but still I'm trained in photography and this home would have been off the market in a day if they had just like boosted the saturation of the photos a little bit, it would have been gone in a day. I promise. Um, the photos really didn't do it justice online, but actually before I even talk about coming to the property, I need to talk about how weird the story was before. So my husband and I both agreed, actually, I'm going to take a little, I got a little celebratory glass of tequila here with me. So I'm going to take a little sip. Oh, so good. Um, if any of y'all are tequila drinkers, um, I always recommend Casamigos. It's my personal favorite. It's the only one I drink. <laughs> um, so before we even looked into where we were going to move, we both said that we wanted to kind of go on foot, like not literally, but like take the car and drive around places because we knew that no matter where we ended up, that we would find rent cheaper if we didn't look online. And that was kind of our whole thing is we just wanted it to be cheaper than where we were currently living. And this place technically is, even though it's multiple times the size of where I was previously living, this home is cheaper than what my original rent was quoted before they added on like the new price to my rent. This place is technically a few hundred dollars cheaper. And so we knew that if we didn't go with an online pricing, we would find something. But here's the funny thing. I pulled up the online like page and I just said, Hey, I'm just going to look around the map and see what rental pricing is like online, because I know that whatever it is online, I'm going to find it cheaper. So 
let's just see where places are pricing it a little bit cheaper. And then we can go to that town and look around. And for some reason, this shit was so divine. <laughs> I wish I could say the name. I won't because I'm not going to dox my location. Um, that's actually like really important to me. I'm a very private person when it comes to where I dwell. Like my home means a lot to me, but I, I like was looking around the map and I, I did like pull out a pendulum. So I had the map of Washington pulled up on my iPad and I I'm big with pendulum work when it comes to mapping places. Um, I pulled my pendulum out and I basically asked, I divided the map of Washington state into four quadrants and I took the pendulum into each quadrant. And I was like, okay, yes or no on this quadrant. And then when I finally got a yes on a certain quadrant, I zoomed in on that area and the pendulum took me kind of up to this area where we had never been before. And there was a town name that just kind of jumped out at me. And I was like, huh, that's weird. That town seems familiar. Like the name seems familiar. Why is that? I don't know anybody that lives here. No video games use it that I'm aware of. I've never seen a movie shot there. Nobody I know even knows about it. Why does that sound familiar? And I said it to my husband and he said the same thing. He was like, huh, why does that sound like we should know that name? Why does that sound like we know it? That's so weird. And so then we really started to look and just, just out of curiosity, I pulled up like more rental places in the area. And there was one place that technically fit our budget that it was like a lease that they were doing where it was like a sublet kind of thing. And we wanted out of the situation that we were in so badly because we just wanted to find it cheaper that we were willing to like put our stuff in storage and like sublet from someone. But we called the property manager just to see. My husband was like, let's just call him. It looks cute, right? It looks like it's in a cute location. Let's just call. And I was like, all right, what the fuck? We're going to go out to that area in the car tomorrow anyway and look around. So why not have some places to actually check out? Even though we were totally going against our rules of looking online. So we called the place and then based on what we told them, they asked us, they said, hey, you know, why don't you tell me what your budget is? And I'll tell you what I have, because this doesn't really seem like it's going to fit for you based on what, like we were telling them. And they mentioned this property to us, which we had not seen. So I pulled it up on their website, was looking, and I have to tell you because the pictures didn't do it justice. I was like, eh, I guess we can go there. I was not intrigued at all. Okay. So Mind you, the night before, my husband and I go see Lizzo. So like the day that we, or I want to say we called them the day that we were going to head out to see a Lizzo concert. And so we agreed to meet the next day. They wanted to show us the property the next day. And so we said, okay, we'll meet you there. Um, we went out for Lizzo that night, which like we also agreed to be in this town at like 930 in the morning, which like it's not like it was necessarily right next to us. So we went and partied at a concert that night and still rolled out of bed early in the morning to get to this house. So we go. And what's so funny is I even said to my husband on the way. I was like, yo, why are we wasting this person's time? Like this house does not look cute on the pictures. I'm not in love with it. And my husband was like, no, Chloe, let's just go. Let's just go look at it. You never know. And I said, I said like a little prayer to my spiritual team. I said, please let this be easy. No matter where we end up, because we didn't know at this point, we didn't know where we were going to go. No matter where we end up in terms of housing, please let this be easy. Like let the first place that you show me, like, let me strike gold. Show me like place number one, please don't string me out until the end of the month and have me stressing. Show me like place number one, just let it be it. And even though I didn't have really high hopes for this house, I was, that was like the little prayer that I kind of mumbled out. We pull up to the fucking driveway of this house and I was blown away. 
because the pictures weren't doing it justice. And I didn't realize how close the water was to the location because there were some pictures that kind of showed it, but they weren't taken from the right angle. Like this house does kind of sit up a little bit. And it was like the pictures of the harbor were taken from the ground instead of up, if that makes sense. So it didn't really look like there was a view when in reality there was quite a view. And that sold me right away. I was like, holy shit. I didn't realize that this house had a waterfront view. I had no idea because it didn't really, in the pictures, it didn't really look like much to me. It looked like the view was really obstructed and I wasn't, I just, it just wasn't it. I was like, it's just not really selling me. Walked into the house. The energy of this house was so good. It is so good. The energy of the house is so good. Um, I felt like I had stars in my eyes. Like I felt like I couldn't believe now, mind you, the ad for the space also a couple of the rooms didn't have closets because they were add-ons. So they couldn't market the space as a four bedroom house. I think it was marketed as like a one bedroom, one and a half bath or something because of the way that it's designed. But technically by my standard, if you saw it on Patreon, you already know this shit is a four bedroom house. Like I don't need the extra closets. I can make do. I will find solutions for the space. I was blown away that this was a, like, when I tell you my ultimate dream is a waterfront four bedroom house. That is my dream because the way I saw it is four bedrooms is an office for my husband, an office for me, a master bedroom, and then a guest room. And if we had a child, we probably just wouldn't have a guest room, but I don't think we're having kids ever. So it's still kind of up in the air. Like if it happened, I guess that would be okay. But like, we're not building our lives around the idea of having kids. Um, we just don't really think it's for us, but this literally my dream, this is my dream. (laughs) So immediately we want to fill out the application. We want to like get in and talk to these people. And like, I just couldn't believe that I didn't even want to come to this house, that it was the first house we were shown and it blew me away. We also got shown another property that same day that just didn't have the same effect. It was a nice house and it was the same price, but the view wasn't the same. And it actually, I think had one less bedroom, but there were like it was a bigger house, but there was one less bedroom and it also smelled weird. And we found out later that that house actually had a mold problem that they had to pull it from the market. So that sucks. But ultimately we applied pretty immediately and I was nervous. Like my credit score was not the best. I was nervous, um, just about that probably more than anything. And also about three cats, you know, having three cats, but the owner did approve that the owner approved the three cats right away. And I think ultimately it was because this space had been sitting on the market for almost two months unrented. And I think ultimately it's because the photos and the way that it had to be marketed because it didn't have all of the closets in every bedroom. So they couldn't call it a four bedroom house. I think for the price, a lot of people saw that and maybe just didn't want it. I also think that it was my house. It was my house from the get go. And like spiritually speaking, this was my house already. And because of that, I don't think anybody else was really drawn to it. So anyways, we, we like fill out the application. We agree to all of the terms. We like, we put a holding deposit down. The other thing I want to mention is that I think I might've talked about this in another podcast, but just as like a quick side note, if you're trying to manifest your dream home, this is really, really, really important that you do this, especially if you're a magic practitioner, you need to tell that house, what kind of energy you're going to bring into it. So for me, I'm highly intuitive. I'm highly spiritual. I love to cook. I love to tidy my home. I, there's a lot of love in my house. Truly. My husband and I have a really beautiful relationship with excellent communication. Um, and I don't just say that cause I'm like trying to flaunt my relationship. Like I honestly couldn't give two shits about flaunting my relationship. I actually do have a really, really healthy, like 
I don't know if I know anybody else personally that has a relationship that I feel is as healthy as the one that I have. And not because I'm trying to shit on anybody else in my life, but I'm also not in their relationship. So it's hard to say, but like, I really am in like a very healthy, committed partnership. We've been together for almost 15 years. Like I'm very like, we have a lot of genuine love, appreciate unconditional love for the other person. And I feel like in today's world, that is often a rare find. Most people don't even know what unconditional love really is. People will accept the love that they think that they deserve. And it's not always what, what they actually are worthy of. So basically I sat down and I wrote like a letter to this house before getting it. And I was like, Hey, if you provide me with your space, with your protection, with your warmth, here's all the stuff that I'm going to bring to your house. Here's all the things that I'm going to do inside that house. Here's how I'm going to take care of you. Here's what I'm going to do. And if I'm the right fit and that's the kind of energy you want inside your walls, let my path become clear. And I swear to you that shit works. I mean, obviously I got into the house, (laughs) but you have to tell the house what you'll do. And maybe that whatever house you're trying to manifest doesn't want that kind of energy in their house. And that's something that you like, I also feel like if you are not the right energy for a space, then you shouldn't have it. Like it shouldn't be given to you because you also will not thrive in those walls. If that is not the kind of energy that house wants to hold. Does that make sense? Like, I don't know how else to explain it is like, it's, it's one part, your energy. It's one part, the house's energy. And so if the house and you don't match it, like, it'll be good if you don't receive that house. But if you do receive it, know that it is an equal match. So I did, I sat down, I lit some candles for this house. I wrote basically my letter to the house and I affirmed it. Like I read it out loud multiple times, really affirming to the house, speaking directly to the house and just saying like, this is what you're going to receive if you let me into this house basically. And, um, so far I have made, I have made well on those promises. The only thing I haven't done Um, like one of the promises I made to this house was that I would decorate it for the holidays. And I haven't done that yet, but that's because I'm still moving in. Um, I actually still have stuff while I'm recording this at my apartment and we have to be done before the first. So, um, we will be going back. I want to say like tomorrow to make sure that that's all cleared out. And if not tomorrow, then Tuesday to turn the keys over. But, um, that's just like a really important note is like when you're manifesting your dream home, you need to be the kind of person that provides that kind of energy. And I had already been working on this since mid August. I had already been setting routines with the space that I was in currently. Then in that apartment, I was already doing the dishes every night. I was keeping up on my cleaning routines. I was saying nice things to the house. You know, I was already fulfilling things before even getting into the new space and becoming that version of myself that would wake up in the morning and watch the sunrise and drink my coffee while staring out the window. Like I was already becoming that person. So it was the right time, the right fit, the right energy. And let me pull up my notes. I, they, my iPad fro or didn't freeze, but it like dimmed out, you know? Um, what else? I also feel like getting into this house. Yes. There was some anxiety about like, if we would receive it, but I feel like we knew We knew that this house was ours before we got it because it was just too divine. Like I asked for the first house and the first house was the best one. The town name jumped out at both me and my husband for some weird reason. We couldn't figure out why it was like that. Um, Even the timing of it all worked out. The home was already vacant. So it was ready for us to move in at the time we wanted it. Like there were so many things that had to add up for it to work out the way it did. Even when it came to like having the money for a deposit and having all of the money we needed to get into the home because moving is expensive. Like I don't care what anybody says. Moving is not cheap. Moving is expensive. You have to not only have the money to like put a deposit down, put first month's rent down. Sometimes there's a pet deposit. Sometimes there's like, if your credit's low, you might have to do a double deposit. 
Um, also you have to factor in the cost of moving boxes, a moving truck. Um, are you going to have to hire help to move? I'm not telling you these things to overwhelm you. I just think it's important to know, to be prepared for these kinds of things because it is an expense. It's not just, Oh, I have enough monthly to afford the place. It's do you have the money to actually put forth to get into where you're trying to go? And I also feel like financially, everything just really, really worked out for me. Like I, I listed some readings up for sale, which I will be working on all December long. Um, I put some readings up for sale and I sold out both times. I also had a couple of sponsorship deals come through the pipeline that I wasn't expecting. So like everything just really worked out to get me into the space. And I'm just really grateful y'all. <laughs> I'm just really fucking grateful. And I'm still in awe every single day. I can't believe that this is where I get to live. Like right now it's like 4, 18 PM. The sun is going down cause it gets dark pretty early here. And I'm looking out at the bay. The clouds over the bay are this beautiful hue of like pinks and blues and oranges. I just can't believe that this is where I get to exist every day. This is my life every day. I just, if you're somebody that doesn't give a fuck about like where you live that much, which I know there are people like that. Not everybody cares. Maybe it won't seem like as big of a deal, but I'm somebody that really, really, really like, even when I was a kid, um, the fact that my like bedroom furniture didn't match bothered me. Like I was such a weird, not weird, but particular kid and homes and spaces really, really, really mean a lot to me. I have such an affinity for beauty and aesthetic in the home and outside the home that I just, I can't wait to see what I'll do in this space. We haven't really like fully put anything together yet. Cause it's only been a week and, um, we still have a lot of stuff in boxes. I'm still like, we still have stuff, like I said, at the apartment that we have to go and get. So it's just kind of been a crazy week, but I hope this story, if anything, just proves to you that you really can have anything you want. You aren't the one that's in control. You are co-creating. And if you start to like this to me, just adds to the Testament that you have to become what it is that you want. It doesn't work in the reverse. And I've been taught this forward and backward all throughout my Saturn return. I have been taught this both directions. I've been taught that getting everything I want didn't make me the person that I thought I was going to be when I got those things. And then I also, in the same span of this Saturn return, became a version of myself that had these things and then received these things. And I got to tell you, the latter is better becoming that person first and then receiving what it is that you have your eye on is better. It feels better. It feels more correct. It feels like you have up leveled in some way and all that work that you've been putting in is making sense. Now, instead of dropping yourself into the middle of a manifestation, it being really uncomfortable because you don't feel like you're the person that quote unquote deserves it. It feels better when you've already been acting like it. So I want to do an episode on that in the future about talking about what you do once you actually manifest your desires, because like I just said, I've been on both ends of that spectrum and I want to talk about like the follow-up because I feel like not enough people cover that topic. And I, again, I hope this story just gives you the courage to believe in yourself, to know that you really do have all the power and potential at your fingertips right now. You don't need an app. You don't need me sitting here telling you, you already are. You already are. And you can already make the change. The only thing that stops you is your excuses, truly. And sometimes making change is not easy. I'm not telling you that. I'm not telling you that it's going to be easy. The changes that I had to make were not easy. They were very hard for me, actually. There were a lot of nights that with my sleep anxiety that I used to deal with, I would be up like basically having a panic attack shaking. And I had to work on my mindset around that to get better. Like even when it came to cutting off friendships or spending last, less time with people that were draining my energy as somebody that's a very social person with abandonment issues. I had to work through those abandonment issues 
and recognize that I was still lovable, even if I wasn't constantly giving all of my time away until there was none left for me. So I know that this is like a lot of information that ties into an interesting like span of things that came together, but I just, that's really what I want to leave you with though, is that it is possible. You have everything you need right now and you just have to focus on becoming that person. Be the person that has the things that you want. Be the person. Because when those things actually start to show up, you're going to feel like you deserve it. This house, I feel like I deserve it. I don't feel like it's going to be ripped away from me tomorrow. I don't feel like I shouldn't be here. I don't feel like I, you know, I'm not scared of this manifestation. I'm in awe. Of course, I'm full of gratitude. I'm not haughty about it, (laughs) but I feel like I'm supposed to be here because I did the work to get here. And that's what I'm going to leave y'all with. So uh, please don't forget to check out the Patreon if you want to see the empty house tour that's going to be listed down below for you. It's just patreon.com slash Chloe Taylor. It's a really great way to support me as a creator as well. Um, Just if you're looking to do that. And uh, don't forget to check out the YouTube channel, my social media pages, everything's down below. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please do not forget when you stand in your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye.